Welcome to Radio Tambua, an outreach of ACFA, the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. ACFA equips God's people for the defense of the faith, biblical discernment, and cult evangelism. Let's begin today's message. Every year on March 17th in Uganda, Christians have been reminded of the Kanungu cult tragedy where close to a thousand lives were lost, well, in different ways, but majorly through a mass fire that saw over 500 people die. And every time this subject comes up about people who died in the name of faith and religion, Ugandan Christians are left wondering, why do people join such a group? Why would you want to be part of a religious group that would eventually cost you your very life? I have heard some people remark and say, such people must be fools. You mean they could not tell that this group was the wrong one? I have heard even some people say that maybe some people were under the spell of witchcraft because how does a logical thinking person, and especially a Christian who claims to read the Bible, end up in a false religious group that ultimately kills him? You, There is no doubt whatsoever that this subject is a very sensitive yet very important one. Why do people join cultic groups? How is it that some people, sometimes even intelligent and educated, are misled or end up joining a cultic group that may harm them psychologically, spiritually, and sometimes eternally? There are a number of reasons why people end up in false religious groups. In fact, one noted sociologist named Michael Langone has identified two interacting forces that are behind the lure of joining cultic groups. Number one, he says that people may join a cultic group because of the tactics that a cultic group is using to recruit, to convert, and to hold members captive. Maybe a group has some communication strategy that is using that inspires and motivates people to want to be part of their vision. Maybe this is a group that uses money. You come to poor people, you give them some money, you give some scholarships to their children, they are likely to be encouraged to join this group because they are having financial benefits. So every cultic group has tactics and strategies that they may use to hold the interest of their potential followers and sometimes to keep them once they have joined. But number two, personal vulnerability may be one of the reasons as why people may join. That cultic groups will often target potential recruits as people who may be having personal vulnerabilities. Maybe they are going through some emotional stress of some kind. Maybe they've lost a loved one and members of this group come and encourage them and they walk with them through the grieving process. One can understand why you would want to follow such people to their church if they have loved you, showed you care and compassion, especially if they have done things that your own church has not been able to do for you. So the tactics that the cultic group uses, but also the personal vulnerability of the potential recruit. Another noted theologian, Harold Basso, has noted that there are four basic motives why people may join a cultic group. And these motives might be intellectual, might be emotional, might be social, or might be spiritual. That from time to time you have people who have a longing for rational answers to basic questions. Maybe you belong to a certain church where you have asked questions from your pastor and your pastor has not given you satisfying answers. Maybe he doesn't know. 
or he has intimidated you by telling you to stop asking such questions or to believe them by faith. So people who have that craving for intelligent conversation and dialogue might be lured into a cult that claims to have answers to their questions. But you might have people who have a longing for love, a longing for identity, who are undergoing some emotional breakdown, and out of that desire to be loved and accepted, they might end up in a group that seeks to, to love them, to accept them, to protect them. In terms of spirituality, there might be a longing for closeness to God. In fact, in my personal experience, most people who end up in cultic groups are not the non-believers. They are not the Muslims. They are not the bad guy. In most cases, they are genuine, innocent, sincere, professing Christians who are spiritually hungry. And out of the longing for deeper fellowship and closeness with God, they come across a group of people that claim to have special revelations, that claim to be in touch with God more than anyone else, that claim to have had visitations of angels. And out of that longing for a deep spiritual connection, they end up joining a group that looks like it is in tune with God, but actually is a dangerous religious group. But beyond that, Michael Langon has identified what we call the 3D syndrome that might be well, explain the reasons why people join cults. What are these 3Ds? He identifies deception, dependence, and dread. And what does Langon mean? In terms of deception, he says that a number of cultic groups will always lure and hold their members by deceiving them. For instance, they might offer false promises of what you get when they join the group or what you become. They might promise you riches. They might promise you maybe miracles. They might promise you what will happen to you when you die. Maybe claims to special privileges in heaven. And through those special promises, you might join them. Another way they may deceive you is by hiding their true identity. That most cultic groups... When they come to you, they will not tell you the bad and the ugly things in their wardrobe. They will instead promote their group very well in a very positive way that when you listen to them, you begin to wonder, why did I take so long before knowing that such a group existed? So by hiding their true identity, giving you false promises, suppressing information about them, you may come in thinking they are a good group when actually they are a very dangerous religious group. But number two is what we call dependence, that they will usually break down your individuality, make you to be part of a group where you lose yourself and begin to think in terms of what the group says or what the group holds to be true. They may alienate you from your family members, from your loved ones, and make you to feel part of a new family that seems to love you more than your family members have ever loved you. And eventually, you realize that you almost cannot live or cannot identify your Christian faith apart from them. But number three, they use what we call dread or fear. That in most of these cultic groups, there is a fear of spiritual damnation if you should ever leave the group. 
Or maybe they will tell you the some of the curses or some of the calamities that will befall you if you leave their group, especially if you had already been introduced to the secrets within the group. So you find that people are in a dangerous religious group. They may even know that there are some danger signals about it, but the fear of what will happen to them should they leave grips them so tightly that they cannot imagine walking away from such a group. And of course there are so many other reasons why people may be held captive to such groups, but at least these are some of the major ones as to why people may be enticed to be part of a religious group, but even more so, why they may be held captive once they have joined the group. To learn more about the Africa Center for Apologetics Research, visit us at africanapologetics.org.